0: You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to.
1: Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And
0: Kylie Jo Smith. And today's episode is called
1: There's the Door. Very dramatic.
0: You have to point with your whole hand. That's a
1: military point. There's there's the door, oh. sir. Uh, pal, and,
0: <laughs> sorry, you gotta say pal when
1: you do it, <laughs> buddy. Uh, <laughs> and what we're doing is we're uh, discussing misunderstandings about expectations and commitment.
0: Yes, and this came about. Just so you know, you already know. That real life, no myth, is our kind of tagline. That's
1: our thing. And we, what? That's yeah. us.
0: Yeah, that's that's who, who we are. That's and who he is. Nick though. Smith. If you don't know the reason we're called Nick Smith, it's not just because his name is Nick Smith. Although it is pretty clever. I bet somebody um, just
1: got that right now. They're
0: like, oh my god! But Actually, it someone is called Nick Smith. Someone and his kno- name is Nick Smith. <laughs> someone who knows us did ask that, like, how did you guys come up with that name? Like, where, well,
1: really, my mom gave it to me. I, us. Was, <laughs> I <laughs> was like, Are you, I laughed because I was like, oh, oh, you're serious. You, you're being real. You're
0: being real. But but truthfully, what it has to do with is we, you know, you you hear people say, like, you nix something, like you nix it, like you get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that we would nix myths and misunderstandings mm-hmm. in the culture. Mm. And we do this through talking about our real life. No myth, no lie, no yeah. weirdness. So um, this actually, this conversation came up. Um, As part of a continuation of last week's discussion that we yes. had, which and if you
1: missed out, if you missed the episode called "How Far Can You Throw Them," <laughs> then uh, you're missing out on part of the conversation. But yeah. last week we talked about uh, putting our faith in people and trusting mm-hmm. in people versus trusting in the Lord, and, and yeah. really, I mean, if you don't know where you should go with that, <laughs> go back and you watch. You really need to watch it, watch that episode or listen <laughs> to it. Um, and so, yeah, it's we're kind of continuing that theme of like. Uh, relationship and commitment and yeah and trust really. Yeah.
0: And so um we also, you know, keeping in step with our real life, we have navigated mm-hmm. some seasons of discouragement, um, just having experienced the the disappointment of like holding people accountable or trying to hold people accountable and realizing like this is not what I thought it was going to be.
1: Or even just joining into relationship with people. Like even yeah. if it's not an accountability situation. But yeah, just outside like, of ministry. Yeah. Hey, can we be friends? Like I thought, <laughs> Hey, I friends. thought we were cool, but now it's weird. Yeah. I don't think we're cool now. Yeah. And or so at least you're not cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> always that they're not cool.
0: Um, but no, we, we've realized, and we're still learning this cause like we're all in a constant state of learning and growing yeah. and being taken, um, from one stage to another. Yeah, um, right. it's, it's really healthier for us. Like it's not just a better thing. It's, it's truly a healthier mindset mm-hmm. to show people the door. To, to let them do what they will and walk out rather than trying to keep them in the room, which is my tendency. It's like, I'm going to lock the door (laughs) because it's safer in here for you. Like it's safer for you to remain in this, this environment or this relationship, not even realizing like they, they have no intention of even being in the room with you. They just happen to wander in. The room analogy, you'll, you'll understand it. But like truly, I I'm well, that person that's like, no, stay. It's good for you.
1: And when we say show them the door, we're not talking about the the colloquial show them the door, like kick them out. But what no, we mean no. is like literally show them like, hey, there's an exit. Yeah. If if you're interested. Yeah. In participating in whatever we're we're doing here, then we'd love to have you. But if not, uh there's the door. Peace out. I mean, there's there's an opportunity for you to go. Yeah. Um. And what you said about it being healthier, even. I saw that in the notes healthier even <laughs> even even healthier um, it helps get those expectations out of the way mm-hmm. because when you're when you're expecting someone to be at the same level of involvement, and we'll dive into it a little more, but mm-hmm. when you're expecting people to be at the same level of involvement as you uh, without that being clearly stated uh and then also that expectation to be continuous for until the end of time. Yeah. Like oh my you're goodness. my best friend forever and ever and ever and I ever know. and ever. Oh, and it's that's like, so creepy. this is, <laughs> there's a lot, you're putting a lot on me right now and I don't know if I can handle this. Yeah. Um, and so before we, we dive into commitment, if, uh, if this is something that, you know, someone that needs to hear mm-hmm. and engage with, or if this is something they're like, Oh, I was just talking to somebody about this because I know somebody's going to say that. Um, they're already saying it right now. Uh, <laughs> then go ahead and share this, share this yeah. to somebody or share it to your page, share it to uh, your social media and let people know kind of what we're about to get into.
0: Yeah. So commitment, that's like the, the worst word right now in our culture, yeah. in this age, like commitment is, and it, we used to think of commitment as like, you know, you would hear women who were dating or even sometimes men who are dating talk about commitment in a negative light Mm. or talk about people's unwillingness to commit. And it's like, Oh, they're they're just, they're just weird about commitment. And it all only had this connotation of, like I'm not on my phone. I'm
1: just turning, I forgot. It's totally fine. I'll just talk to
0: you guys. (laughs) Um, you know what I mean? Like it had, had this connotation of like romantic, um, engagement as opposed Mm. to like someone wouldn't commit to, um, a monogamous relationship or a long term or a long distance relationship. But now commitment, it's like, we can't even commit to like, and I don't understand this. We can't even commit to using the same kind of toothpaste
1: for well, longer than you know a year. Well, the <laughs> the idea of commitment is really changing our culture. I was reading a book. I read, just so you know. Yes, um, I can attest to this. Books, even with paper. multiple. Um, I was reading a book <laughs> without pictures. Without, pic- well, let's not push <laughs> it here. <laughs> Do maps count as pictures? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but in this book, it was talking about um, the workforce, the the mm. modern workforce. And how the idea of commitment, you know, say my father's generation, my dad's Mm -hmm. in his 60s, um, their idea of commitment was you find a a company, a good company, and then you commit to that company. And so through thick and thin, you stick it out and you have loyalty to that company. There's Mm -hmm. a commitment made. Because there was almost this mutual understanding of, like, well, if I'm good to them, they're gonna be good to me. Okay. And they're gonna look out yeah, for me. They're gonna yeah. protect my interests, right? With a pension and With stuff. With a like pension that. and all that stuff. Yeah. But then you had like the 90s and, and the early 2000s when you had all these mega corporations going under and mm. really messing their employees up. Yeah, laying people off. Yeah, and, yeah. and um, blowing through people's retirements and ruining their futures. And mm-hmm. so there was a shift in commitment, even in the, the workforce. Where it's like i'm no longer committed to a company i'm committed to to me mm. like i'm going to be fully wow. committed to my future which is like wow. hey you could be a part of that company but you might not be i may yeah. have to take my 401k to another company
0: and you can you can totally transfer yeah, your you can roll your stuff wherever <laughs> you want to take it <laughs> yeah
1: um but this kind of shift in commitment um is reflected culturally yeah where it's not and just in yeah. relationally yeah it's not just the the employment Relationship where it's like, okay, just do what's right for you in your job. But no, it's like now don't worry about being committed to other people. Don't worry about being committed to clubs, to activities, to organizations. You need to make sure that you're good, commit yeah. to you.
0: And we see this like we we're talking about relationally, like how this mm-hmm. manifests like in marriages. Like, oh, yeah. If I'm not going to get what I need from this, if or yeah. I'm not going to, and I'm not talking about abusive situations. Of course. Obviously. Um, but like, or dating the no
1: fault, the no fault divorce was one of those things that kind of helped pioneer this in marriages yeah of like, well, I don't have to actually commit to you.
0: Yeah. Irreconcilable differences. Yeah. If we just don't get
1: along or if like, I I don't know, you chew too loud or you smell funny. Lord Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, 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 that was, (laughs) I hit a little home right there. Um, but if, uh, (laughs) if there's an issue like that, then I can, you know, let's go sign the papers or
0: like, um, as Christians, we see this happen with churches. It's like, I didn't like that. The pastor did that. I didn't Come like on. the way that the worship team did that. I didn't like the way that this happened. So I'm going to take my pension or my, my money,
1: my money, my, I'm children, gonna take my relationships, my
0: everything, my investment here,
1: which is really minimal. Mm-hmm. And
0: I'm going to transfer it to the church down the street. Like it, because
1: it, it's about me. It's about me yeah, getting what I want. Yeah. Right. And so there's two sides to this. We can look at that and say, Um, that's terrible and the world is horrible and people shouldn't be that way, right? Depravity. Depravity. It's like (laughs) it's a supervillain and they just did something wrong. Um, But we could look at it that way Mm -hmm. and we could be, woe is me, the world is a terrible place. Or we we can understand it and operate in the grace that God's given us to move through this situation, yeah, right? Yeah. And so looking at it, you can look at it like all these people are terrible and this generation is the worst. Those millennials. Those that's what millennials, it always boils down Zoomers, to. Those Zoomers, because that's what they call Generation Z. Oh, that's right. The that's right, um, yeah, yeah. But... One thing that we should recognize is that that shift in priorities, that shift in uh, commitment Mm -hmm. has actually um, opened a lot of people up to be more honest with themselves as Mm -hmm. far as like mental health conditions, uh, protecting themselves from abuse of power, Mm -hmm. uh, standing up against injustices. Like there's Mm -hmm. been some good that's come from that as well. Yeah. That we don't just blindly trust organizations. We don't just blindly trust people with our futures. We're like, wait a second, you're not looking out for me. Yeah. So I should probably do something. Yeah. And so there's, there's two sides to it. And so we want to look at, um, naturally there are these shifts that happen in people's priorities. Mm. There are these seasons, right? And actually one of my ministry classes, uh, way early on was talking to us about planning, um, programming for churches. Okay. And they said, you want to look for those natural on ramps and off ramps in people's lives. Oh, okay. And so, um, that's good. Things like seasonal changes, right? Summer, mm-hmm. spring, fall, winter, those things. It's so
0: like actual, according to the seasons yes. that are outlined. Yes. Climate but th- seasons. Th-
1: but then also like church calendar stuff. So like uh, New Year's, or not New Year's, sorry, Christmas, Easter. Yeah, yeah. Like you have a, an increase in people showing up to church. We call, right. them, we call them the CEOs. If CEO's you're a CEO, that's uh, Christmas, Easter only. If you are, uh, some people call them the Creasters. <laughs> but if you're one of those, this is no shade. Just know we have a name for you. Yeah. And, so, yeah. and we recognize it. We recognize We're, it. We're very aware of We're it. We're very aware yeah. when the numbers spike around those times. <laughs> um, so, but you want to program your, your year to be yeah. like, okay, we'll take advantage. Advantage of this opportunity. Yeah, to give Summertime people is VBS. And, that's yeah, right. Uh-huh. Or summertime, like people are leaving, let's give people an off-ramp. Hey, we're going oh, yeah, to yeah. close down small groups for the yep. summer. And we, that's good. Yeah. That way there's no pressure. If you guys want to yep. go, do your thing. No yeah. big deal.
0: And it's like, and those things, we, we often think of like seasonal shifts as only like, oh, when you have a baby or when you get married or when your job changes. Yeah. Those can be seasonal shifts and those happen yes. just according to life. But there are those ones that we can almost every year count on those things shifting and like Mm -hmm. for us in a rural community which we've been in for like several seasons Mm -hmm. we notice a shift in harvest time oh yeah both harvests like and even when like when you've got planting season or you've got like different farmers like not different farmers but like at different times farmers and even um ranchers Mm -hmm. will have to be otherwise occupied when they're calving they're not around and it's like you you can't for us, it's been like, oh, like I can't be freaked out or like offended mm-hmm. if somebody just doesn't show up because
1: they're out on the farm. They're they're dealing with the business of their life. Yeah, and their priorities have shifted. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. You know what? Um actually I jumped onto my um oh Siri reminders. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Just yesterday.
0: (laughs) Yes, I remember. And I
1: have seasonal shift in my life (laughs) where there are times where I prefer to write things down on paper. Mm -hmm. So I've got these awesome little books that that you can wipe them clean, like you can reuse these books, right? Yeah, they're awesome. And so I have those, and I generally use those at the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. through the springtime, January through spring. I'm using those little books. Then I stop using anything, and then come fall. (laughs) I normally jump to my digital media and Mm -hmm. I jump on my phone and start using that for planning and notes and reminders. Mm -hmm. And I was reminded of that because I opened up, we're having an event uh, this week at the church and it's an annual event. And I opened up my phone and it was a reminder from last year at this Uh time.
0: Of the same things the you needed to do. the same thing.
1: And I looked and I was like, oh, that's my to-do list for this week.
0: But you actually it, had already started on one of them.
1: On two Remember, of them, yeah. You, you were good. like, oh, I
0: already did that. And I was like, that's crazy. Like <laughs> you you kept it there from last year and Un- you've already, you've surpassed your expectations of yourself. I've done great. I've
1: done great, really. I, <laughs> I think I should take a break. I think All I need. right, let's, let's, we really um, don't need to go that far. <laughs> but looking at that, the seasonal transitions mm-hmm. um, and applying that to our life, when we, Live in in community with other people. So unless you're a hermit and you live by yourself, and we're the only people you see on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or whatever, um, you're in relationship with other people. Yeah. Um, there's this unspoken expectation of the longevity of that relationship. Yeah. And the commitment level of that relationship. Mm-hmm. And when we enter into these, whether it's a business relationship, um, church membership, friendship, yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. we normally enter that with. Uh, almost a a permanence, right? A semi permanence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unless for some reason, you know, like you're in a military town or something, you know, like, okay, Mm -hmm. we got a couple years, but generally you enter into a thing like this is it. This is going to, you're going to be a part of my life forever.
0: Well, and I mean, in, in pastoral training, they also, in a sense, teach pastors that like there's been several, um, sources that we've read it or we've heard it from where it's like, Hey, you treat any assignment as though it's going to be the church where you retire. Yeah. And so like there's part of me that's like, okay, I could see how that like would be really helpful for um your ministry, like for just being in the community and mm-hmm. like allowing yourself to be present.
1: Yeah, grow where you're planted type. Yes. Mindset. But yeah.
0: then there's part of me that's like, but at the same time, well if you set that yeah. expectation up, you know, you have more of a chance to disappoint.
1: And I think the the issues in the expectation. Yep. Because if you're not yeah. leaving room for change, if you're not leaving room for the Lord's hand, because even scripture mm. says it's arrogance to be like, next year I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, we should have the mindset of like, okay, if the, if Lord, the wills, Lord wills yeah. the next year we'll be doing this. Like yeah. if you're not leaving that room, that air for God to uh, bring change, mm-hmm. then you're going to set yourself up for disappointment or you're going to yeah. set other people up for disappointment.
0: Yeah, because you'll, you'll enter into it, like not even considering this possibility that the other person in the relationship does not have the same desires as you. Yeah. And does not have the same like expectation or even want to engage with you on the same level or at the same standard that you have. Yeah. And so you're not only going to set them up for failure, you're setting yourself up for extreme disappointment and striving. Like those are those
1: times Mm -hmm. in the relationships
0: where we will strive and strive and strive. And it's like,
1: why isn't this working Lord? I don't understand. When we sense, or speaking of the royal we, Mm -hmm. I've been in in experiences where um situations where i i've experienced the other person withdrawing right uh-huh yeah, yeah. um because of whatever seasonal shift in their life mm-hmm. job change whatever um and then i feel that impetus in me to be like okay how can i be more accommodating so that yeah, they will want to what be with I me do more? wrong or like, <laughs> like how can i make it easier for them to to be my friend or yep. be in this this partnership whatever we're yeah. doing um how no, can i yeah. accommodate and how can and so then i put myself in that position of of chasing the relationship mm-hmm. and and then if, say if the person um, sets their, uh, not accountability, their interest level mm-hmm. way back, right? So I'm pursuing, 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 pursuing. Um, they may do so in a sense of like, I really don't want this relationship, but I'll I'll give you this much. Yeah. And so they're discontent and yeah. I'm over giving of myself. So I'm discontent. And so really the relationship is going anyway. Yeah. And the whole time. It was time, never there. It was yeah. never, or it stopped at a season. Mm-hmm. It's like, Hey, that was great for a while. Mm-hmm. It's not there now. Yeah. Um, But. Without allowing those off ramps Mm -hmm. without opening the door or showing the door like, Hey, there it is. Hey, just
0: want you to know. And like, I think it's so easy because we, well, I say we, again, the Royal we, um, we talked last week about like the loyalty piece and like being like, I'm brand loyal or I'm like, like, I really feel that when I'm all in, Mm -hmm. I want to give of myself and I'm like, that's, that's just how I am but it's, it's easy to have that mirror reflex. Yes. That's good. And like, and we've talked about that as well. Like, why don't you just do it like me? I'm a great friend. Why aren't you being a great friend to me? And, um, there's a couple of things like you may be a really great friend. Like mm-hmm. you may be an incredible, amazing companion and just, you are there for
1: people, business partner, whatever. Because,
0: yeah, You may be amazing at that or you may have a heightened view of yourself. And I I'm speaking for myself. Like you, OK, but I mean, like I'm a good friend, but I'm not like the best friend that I could be. <laughs> and so then we we tend to measure like we have this this value of what we have, like mm-hmm. uh, this has such extreme value when really it's like, OK, well, to the average person looking in, it's like, well, that's that's great You're, I mean, that is a friendship or that is a, a great business partnership, but um, it's not the end all be all. Yeah. And I know I've disappointed myself for being like, I have done so much. I am so loyal and kind and forgiving and it's like but at the same time you can hold grudges and you and can you're be, also
1: weighing your rights and wrongs right exactly
0: now and, and like there's yeah. there's that humility that has to come yeah like and it i know it's for me it's come in disappointing myself and in disappointing others where it's like oh shoot yeah you know what i really shouldn't have had that expectation
1: yeah and um, i think keeping that that um mindset of self-evaluation right mm. um, it helps us to know that there are times in our life that we should and do um, look out for what's best for our interest, for our sanity, mm-hmm. for our safety, for our health, for our commitment level. Maybe we're mm-hmm. overcommitted. And so yeah. we've got to step back from certain things. Yeah. Um, and so we have to keep that in mind when other people have to do that. Yeah. Because like our tendency or, or my tendency is to assume that everyone else is as open and willing and interested mm-hmm. in whatever the thing is as I am <laughs> right and so like if I'm starting with that assumption like hey guys we're all on board right and everyone else is like yeah this is kind of just the thing I'm doing on the side yeah um, it's like that when you get a group project in class yes like okay, okay
0: everybody choose your groups okay or I'm gonna assign you groups and then you're like yes we're all gonna get an a we're all gonna put in equal amounts of work and everyone else is like that I was, was kinda, not me I was kind of hoping you would do most of the legwork and I'll just like bring my source list who were you in the
1: class who were you in the group pro- of project? of course
0: i was always one that was like yes guys here we go here's what we're gonna do i would execute i'd be like this is the plan this is how we're gonna beat all the other groups we <laughs> are we that. are gonna shine <laughs> like stars in a warped and crooked generation <laughs> and all of my <laughs> my group partners On would be like science project would be like
1: this is this is literally a planet mobile kylie like we actually <laughs> just have to come up with a spanish dialogue that's it Four sentences. A- about
0: vacation. It's it's <laughs> vacaciones, Kylie. It's not, we don't have to write a paper. No, you guys. Listen, to so the coo- skit. But think about how much greater we will be among, like, that, no. that was me as a kid, as a, no. as a student.
1: No, this was me. I was like, <laughs> all right, y'all, what are we doing? And I'd sit back, and when people decide, cool, what part of this do you want me to play? And then I nope. would do my part to the best of my ability, mm-hmm. but I would... S- I'd be like, I'm not finna jump out here, and yeah. because I remember, like in middle school, uh-huh. I was that kid, like, oh, we've got this awesome idea, and everyone's like, sweet, do that, and then I'd show up with my part of the group project, and everybody else wouldn't. Uh. So by the time I got to high school and college, I was like, yeah, I know how this game's played.
0: See, I we did group projects in like fourth and fifth grade because of the, the way that know. our scheduling was, and like, remember back then. yeah. So like, <laughs> I remember there was one in particular. I don't know if I'm just this just stuck in my mind for some reason all these years. But I loved Disney movies, right? Like I was huge into, you know, and Hunchback of Notre Dame was my absolute favorite as a kid. Cause it was one of, besides Pocahontas, of course, Mm -hmm. it was like and Jasmine, the only girls that look like me. So I was like, Esmeralda. Um, so anyway, we were doing a project. It was like a persuasive argument it was just a you know a class speech one mm-hmm. of those things like it's just a conversation yeah um we had to use these different points of like okay prove this argument with this and i remember the kids in my group i was so like okay guys this is what we're going to do this is the argument and this and i was so excited yeah. and there was this one kid and i was like oh he, the argument was that like Notre Dame's football team was better than everybody else's okay. that was the argument for some reason we picked it um but i was insisting on calling it Notre Dame <laughs> because i because i loved the disney
1: Because you're French. And
0: I was like, oh, okay, Notre Dame. And this one kid in the class, I'll never forget. You're still (laughs) scarred by this? I wasn't scarred by it. It it was funny to me. I don't know, yeah. I'm not scarred. It was just funny to me. I was like, Notre Dame. He was like, you can't call it Notre Dame. He was so angry. And I didn't know this at the time, but his brother actually went to school at Notre Dame. That's pretty funny. And so he was like super adamant. Well, I get up. I was the one they chose me to be the one to to give the argument. Uh And so I get up there and... I could, I remember looking at his face before I said it because I was like, I'm going to say Notre Dame. Like, I just knew I was going to pronounce it that way. You little rebel. And he was so mad, but we got an A. Like, that's the thing. I was like, <laughs> we, we totally like, but it's the principle. It's I know, the, but was, I was like, I'm going to say it this way. Anyway, Ooh, that was, you that had nothing to do with what we're talking about. Back maybe, maybe projects. I just had a weird <laughs> expectation and I've disappointed his expectation, but.
1: But the, so, but the group project analogy I think works because. Yeah. You, you come to the project with your own set of expectations. And if you're not willing to, to give people that opportunity to like define where they stand, yeah, because we, I like to put other people's um, involvement level on them. Like, Oh, Mm -hmm. boom, you're going to be in charge of this. Yeah, If you could just handle this, if you, uh, you know what, and it'd be great if you could take care of all these things. And when I assign something or when I delegate. I'm delegating with the mindset of you're going to handle this and all of its implications.
0: Yeah. Well, because you see like, as I think as a shepherd, as like, that's your, your calling and your gifting, mm-hmm. you see people's potential and their giftings and you're like, Oh, you can. All right. You so you're, this. you're an administrator. You will administrate the mess out of this yeah. situation. <laughs> and then when they don't, it's like,
1: yeah. Okay. And they set myself up for, for disappointment yep. or when they're not interested. When yeah, people <laughs> like, are like, I don't want to administer. Yeah, no, I'm, like you have every gift and calling and you're, this is awesome. It's right here in front of you Been there. And they're like, <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Yeah, and, yeah, and so yeah. then I take that personally of like, well, what, what can I do better to uh, make you want yeah. it? How do I, can I put yeah. cherry on top? Can I, how can I, can I lower the expectation? Thing? Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and that's not what it's about. Like, no, that's not what relationships
0: are about, but we. Unfortunately, because of the way we often interpret Jesus's ministry, Mm -hmm. we think that's what it is. Like we take the, like Jesus came to our level, right? Mm -hmm. He 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 condescended. Yeah. He condescended to take on human flesh and he did it on purpose and he did it to meet us where we were. Mm -hmm. That does not mean that he lowered the expectation. In fact, the fact that he came to die on the cross to to pay the price shows that he didn't lower the expectation. Yeah. But we think in our hu in our frail human understanding that it means, oh, I obviously have to change the standard. And we've we do have a culture that has adopted that yeah. where we give we give credit for participation when no, the standard was excellence. Yeah. Not participation. And so like we we tend to give people that like false understanding of engaging in a relationship. Like, well, if that doesn't work,
1: just you know, change the expectation. Well, because bit. sorry, this just hit me. Mm-hmm. I think we give people outs, but we give them easy outs that are disguised as ins, right? So we give people the easy out of like, okay, you don't want to meet the expectation. Okay, well then just show up, and we'll say you met the expectation. Oh, like we're giving them an easy out, but really we're giving them an easy in,
0: and we're flunking them.
1: Like and yeah, <laughs> it's that. Like my my brother, you know, Lord rest his soul. Mm-hmm. Um he made it through several years of school without learning to read because he didn't want to, he had, he had a a reading disability and he didn't read the way they were teaching it. Yeah. And nobody wanted to step in and be like, Hey, here's the thing. So they just kept, they would fail him in the reading section, but then pass him on to the next level. Wow. And so he got through so many years of like, I actually, until he like got to a certain age and he learned how to read on his own. Yeah. Um, but it's that idea of like, Hey, you don't have to do anything we'll just give you the a instead of saying hey this is the standard if you can't meet it um then then we need to figure something out to get you to where this is or mm. taking it outside of the school analogy this is the requirements if you don't want to do this then do something else yeah but don't say you're doing this if you're not meeting the requirements come on and like that's exactly like that's what jesus did like yeah. with the rich rich young ruler. Mm, That's good. The dude came to him and was like, Hey, I've got this money. I want to be a part of (laughs) of your church. I'm balling out of control, Jesus. Mm. Um, and I want to join your church. Um, how, how can I get on the fast track to being an elder? Right. And, and Jesus was like, um, okay, look, you got a lot of stuff going on. You know, your word, um, you're wealthy, but you I see know that, the law. I see that's where your where your love is. So you're gonna have to sacrifice that. You're gonna have to give up this thing yeah. that you're putting your identity in, um, and then follow me. And then boom, that's how you get on board. And he was like, "Nah."
0: Well, he nah. says he went away sad. He went away grieving. Yeah, because Be- he had many possessions.
1: And Jesus could have, if he were operating in a purely flesh, if he was just man, right, and not fully godfully man. Yeah, if he was just a dude who saw um, a rich person wanting to join their church, he could have been like, actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, now that you're walking away and you're not actually willing to meet that standard. um, What if we change the standard?
0: Yeah. What What if if, instead
1: of selling everything and, and serving the poor, what if you just tithe? What if you just show up? Oh, you can't show up every week. What if you show up once a month?
0: What if, Hey, what are you good at? Would you mind using your gifts for the ministry? That's what we call it. Would you mind being willing to serve? Would you be a greeter? No, Would but you, it, it
1: even goes beyond that because that even brings you to this place of humility, right? True, true. Would you be a greeter? But no, it's like, okay, well, what what level do you want to participate in? Mm. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll make that the level for entry. Instead of being like, I've already established this is what we're doing, right? Yeah. Like if, if we're going rafting and somebody <laughs> was like, but I wanted to go hiking. Okay, then you can't go rafting with us. Then you okay, wear your you can wear your hiking boots. Yeah, it's like well, I don't, really, I don't really, like wearing um, life, life vest. vest, and I can't swim. Oh, okay. Well, then you know what? That's okay. How about we'll just we'll keep the boat on land, and you can just sit in. No, we're Mm-mm. going rafting. Yeah. If you don't
0: want to go rafting, then don't go rafting. And and what you do, and with that analogy, what you end up doing, and I'm specifically thinking of pastors, but what you end up doing is you make promises you can't keep mm-hmm. in in that life. excuse me, in the rafting analogy, Mm -hmm. you're about to go into waters Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter how many times you've gone down that river, the water will change and it will shift. And you may end up hitting a rock on one side that you didn't know was there or you didn't hit last time. And so you will actually set people up for failure. You will, you will put them in a position to where they will become harmed
1: all because
0: you didn't give them that out. We'll just just change it. for You You didn't show them the door. You just,
1: and so like, yeah in the in our relational expectations we have to allow people to make their own level of commitment yeah. and do so without two things happening mm-hmm. um one without us becoming embittered like mm. well you didn't want to do the thing i wanted you to do <laughs> yeah it's true it happens all the time yeah like okay and mm-hmm. go on um <laughs> <laughs> and so like we have to let people um invest where yeah. they're ready without becoming embittered. Yeah. And we also have to be okay with people's level of investment, not reaching our understanding and, and parting yeah. ways yeah. and being okay with that. Yeah. And not shifting our expectations yeah. um, or shifting our standards rather.
0: Yeah. Cause you can like, you can allow people to reject your standard.
1: That's okay. You,
0: th- they will do it. That, that's fine. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the standard that you've set for yourself or for the relationship. And that's actually, good. That's self-differentiation. It's allowing the other person to define where they are. You define where you are. It's keeping your own integrity, Mm -hmm. um, which is so important in relationships. And it's also like, you can keep that same standard. Yeah. You can, they can walk away. They'll reject the standard. Also don't change it after they reject it. That's another thing we'll do. Yeah. We'll think, Oh, well, last time I, you know, was honest with someone about this and told them what I expected, they, they walked away. And so I better not do that with this person. No, you keep the same standard of who you are in the relationship unless you've changed, but yes. Uh, yeah. Unless, you know, you've had a seasonal shift there's on and off ramps, but you don't change it just because Well, last time like, it's yeah. not a science experiment. You don't need to go back and reevaluate yeah. your hypothesis. You just, you continue on with what you're doing. And, um, that's yeah, good. And that engagement, like there's, there's vulnerability in that engagement mm-hmm. that we so shirk back from. Is that the right term? Shirking. from. Let's do it. Let's rock with um, it. If
1: it's not, Comment. Oh. Um, fact check us on that <laughs> definition.
0: But like when you kind of shrink away, I guess is maybe what I'm thinking of mm-hmm. from vulnerability. Um, we do it to protect ourselves. We do it to, and yeah. even to protect the other person. But again, in seeking to change that, mm-hmm. you may actually be causing more harm to the other person. You're not giving them the full, um, the full you. You're not giving them all of you to yeah. be able to see. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Like they'll they'll either reject the standard you set.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or they'll accept it and they'll walk in it with you and you'll experience this amazing like uh, life giving friendship or relationship that that um, that God wants you to have with them.
1: You know, this is why I was a bad salesman when I used to work. uh, I used to work for Unifirst, which is a great company. I had a great time. Uh, I was a route sales (laughs) representative. Right. And so I signed up. I'm, I'm great at service. Yeah, You tell me what to do. I'll get it done. I'll make sure it's done. I'll go above and beyond mm-hmm. to make sure the accounts were were serviced well. And right? that's why you had one of the best routes. Yeah, it was yeah. great. But part of our job was sales. And what they wanted us to do was go into these businesses who we've already got as clients and, and try to offer other products that we think may benefit them. But um, the way some people operate is just sell it to them. Doesn't matter if they need it or not. Just sell it to them. Mm-hmm. And don't tell them you know, you don't have to get into the fine print. They can figure that stuff out. They've got a copy of their contract. They can. And I, I hated that. I really Mm -hmm. did. And so what I always did was I would present the thing to them. Hey, this is what it is. This is how much it costs. This is what it would take to put on your invoice. If you don't like it, this is what it's going to take to get it off. Um, And giving them all the options up front. Yeah. That way they know they can, in my opinion, it's making an informed decision.
0: Absolutely. And so I want people to be able to
1: make an informed decision so that when they do commit to something, they're on board Mm -hmm. and it's not like, yeah, I guess I'll try this. And then later on they have buyer's remorse or they're like, Hey, you tricked me.
0: Like, yeah. And so
1: taking that into relationships, you don't want to trick people into a relationship. You don't want to trick people into a partnership Mm -hmm. into community, right? Hey, just show up. All we're doing is having potluck. All we're doing is this. All we're doing is that all we're doing is meeting for, uh, 15, 20 minutes. And then at a certain point when they, when they figure out like, wait a second, You're wanting me, you're, you're expecting something from me that you didn't communicate. Yeah. I'm going to reject. No, 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 no. Don't leave. Don't leave. We'll change our expectations. You don't have to like, no, you're trying to trick people into community. That's not how the gospel works. That's not how Jesus works. Um, you have to be able to, to be upfront because showing people the door is, is freedom. Yeah. It's communicating freedom to them. Yeah. Um, it's being able to say, I trust you and I, I love you enough as a person to give you ultimate freedom.
0: Yeah. And that, like that love is so essential to it. Like it has yeah. to start with that. And we, like, we say that as, as believers too, we're like, Oh, we got to love everybody. You got to love, but love is action. Like That's love. Good. when you feel a sense of affection and affinity and devotion to someone, it will naturally change the way that you behave towards them. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's scientific. It doesn't just exist up here and it doesn't just exist in this feely place. Yeah. Um, and actually like in, in the scripture about the rich young ruler, it talks about love. Uh, I was reading I sometimes I'll read different translations because because it's, it's, it's good and you're supposed to. Yeah. And it's like so do that. other than the King James. Y'all know how I feel about that. one.
1: Um, <laughs> if you like the King James, read the King James. It's OK. Don't let Kylie joke or try or you. try
0: ESV. I'm just saying just try it. <laughs> try Jesus. Like just try it. Just give it a try. So um, but Perfect. one of, one of the things in the New American Standard Bible uh-huh. that it says is that in verse 21, this is Mark 10, verse 21, looking at him. Jesus felt a love for him and said to him, mm. one thing you lack. So that's good leading up to even what Jesus says, he, you know, he says like one thing you lack, my friend, like, dude, you have so much stuff. Yeah. Um, but the reason he said that to him was because he felt love for him. Yeah. And we know that speaking the truth in love is something we're called to as human beings. Right. We know that, um, and actually, um, brain imaging and all these things, like we're, we're looking so much more at the mind and the brain connection shows us that when we have a love for someone, the way that we speak to them is going to be different. Like our tone of voice, like we're not going to be shouting at them. We're not going to be like pointing with all of your fingers. Um, you're going to be able to address them in a way and they're they're going to receive that in a different way. And for sure, we look at the story of the rich young girl, like, man, but he he went away sad. So he didn't actually do what Jesus said. He, well we he, don't know. We hope we, maybe eventually he did. We turned, hope. But, but in at the ending that we get yeah. is that he went away grieving, is what is what this translation yeah. says. He went away grieving because he owned much property. He had many possessions. But going back to it, like Jesus said all of that out of love for him. That's right. He loved this man. And so when we when we're engaging with people, like it has to start there. We have to be willing to say, okay, I love you enough to be honest with you. About where I am in this relationship. I love you enough to show you the door and let you make
1: the choice on your own. I mean, that's what Jesus, or that's what God did in Genesis, right? Oof, like Adam and Eve. Yeah. It's the very beginning. He says, hey, there's a door. There's an option here. Because it was a tree. The, the door was a tree. The, the tree, but then he made a door out of it because it the wood. I don't know. Um but no there is an option for them because yeah. without without choice there's no love. Yes. And so you have to give people choice. Yeah. to choose to be a part of your life or not. And if yeah. they choose to be a part of you, be a part of your community, be a part of mm-hmm. your life, be a part of whatever business relationship. Yeah. Um they're doing so of their free will and they're it's a decision made out of love. Yeah. as opposed to um obligation or a contractual agreement. Yeah. that says no 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 no. Now now, with some businesses, you have to do that, right? It's a good practice. You, you should have contracts. I'm not saying <laughs> yes. don't go around just operating out of love. Um,
0: <laughs> love for everybody. You said you'd
1: give me money, but if you don't want to, it's fine. There's the door. That's not what I mean. <laughs> um, I did the work, but it's cool. You don't have to pay me. Oh, uh, no. no. Not no, what I mean. No. Um, but when you're entering into a um, relationship with people, yeah, before you get to that point of yes. having to hold people accountable, um, give them the option of like, yeah, hey, there's grace in this situation. Yeah. If, you, if this doesn't seem, seem like something you want to be a part of. Mm-hmm.
0: And actually like I'm thinking of, we have friends and we've had several friends that have we owned their own. Do business. have friends
1: <laughs> just so everybody knows we do have friends. <laughs> we didn't make them up. We're They're not real. our only friends. No, um,
0: <laughs> but seriously, we've had friends that have owned businesses mm-hmm. and I'm thinking of like um, the understanding, even in a contract, mm-hmm. you can still give that grace. Like yeah. there's, there's always a clause in contracts. Like um, even jobs have probationary periods. Yeah. Where it's like, Hey, 90 days into this, we're going to see, we're just going to feel it out. Yeah. And if either of us in that time realizes like, this isn't what I thought, I'm not really into you. It's cool. <laughs> like you can walk never away. i said that to a job. <laughs> listen, <laughs> not really into
1: you. Listen, fast food restaurant. <laughs> You're not my type.
0: You know, It's not you. It's me. Actually, no, it is you. It's you. Um, and I don't like it. But like you have that grace that's even there in a contractual agreement.
1: Yeah. So we've been kind of bouncing around between practical application and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all the rest. So, um, let's just kind of finish up with some more practical application stuff. Okay, good. Um, we've actually hit a lot of these already.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, let's just recap then. So, okay. um, it's important for you to understand that when people's focus shifts, like when they when, have those not seasonal if, ramps, yeah, when those changes happen, there is no need to hold a grudge. There is absolutely no need to take it personally. There is that's no good. need to allow that to affect you in your spirit. There's just no need.
1: Because remember, their commitment level is not them committing to you as a person. They're committing to their health, their spirit, spiritual growth, their yeah. whatever they're dealing with. Yeah. They're even, trying to commit to them.
0: Right. And even if that commitment is them choosing things that are harmful. And that is the hardest thing for me. It's yes. like, yeah, we're all worshipers, Right. Okay, even if you're worshiping money, you're comfort, still a worshiper, or, or yeah, yep. or control. Like you, we're allowing them to to invest in their own growth, even if that growth is actually decay. Yeah, and good. we have to be able to like, all right, that's what you want. I'm not going to not hold the grudge. You don't need to. That's the thing is like, I feel yeah. like we think we need to do this. Be free
1: from that, y'all. Yeah. Be free.
0: You don't need to hold a grudge. It's, it's yeah. totally, you're, you're free. You're free.
1: And so in, in the vein of freedom, also showing someone the door is communicating the freedom mm. for them to not be committed. If season has changed, if yeah. accountability has changed, if their situation has changed, yeah. uh, show someone the door, give them the option, give them that lead with the out sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you have to lead people with the hey, just so you know, if this is too much, let me know. It's fine. We can I understand. Here you go here. Lead with the out and do so without judgment or resentment, right? Mm -hmm. Don't let it be a, well, I thought you could handle this. I thought you were, okay, listen, listen, hold on, homie. You don't know what I'm going through. (laughs) I thought you were this type of person. Or like, man, like, well, you said you could do that. Yeah. I said that three years ago before I had children. I said that before. Yeah. Yeah. I did say that, Mm -hmm. but things have changed. So like, when you're showing someone the door, don't do it in a way that's actually manipulative. Where you're like, "Well, I
0: thought you were."
1: You can leave if you're a terrible person. Oh, go ahead. There's a door. You can leave if you if smell you're a chump. You can go yeah. ahead and walk out the. You door. You know what? that door that says all people that eat crayons can walk out the door. Great. But go ahead. It's unlocked, crayon eater. That's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's condescending and yeah, rude. Yeah, yeah. We don't, so we don't do, we that. Don't do that. But um, <laughs> yes. in grace, in love, communicate to people like, "Hey." You can you can choose your level of involvement.
0: Yes. Um, also, rock with those who rock with you. I want to rock with you. Good one. All
1: all come on. Come on. Mm-hmm. You take it. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. They it's your turn. They weren't taking it. Okay, you didn't take it. It's That's all right. Okay. We'll take we'll it back. It. Taking it back. <laughs>
0: um, but no, truly, um, yeah. those relationships that where you know the other person's committed mm-hmm. and you're both on the same track and you're both growing. Those are so much sweeter. Yeah. Like you should treasure those and hold those people dear, truly hold those relationships dear while you can. Yes. Because, um, as we know with seasonal shifts and just with the nature and the fragility of life, nothing is promised to us tomorrow. That's right. So even if you think like, Oh man, maybe next year, what would have happened? What, what happens next year? If this changes and this person, we're not friends anymore you know what, right now, treasure the mess out of that person. That's right. Like, pour your heart. And, so, and, and then, like, let God do his work in you through that. Because if you hold back, which I know is my tendency sometimes, like, I'm going to hold back. I don't want to give all of it because I know – I know at some point, God, this is going to be gone, or this, is, yeah. this, this isn't going to be enough. Um, when you hold back, you're, again, you're, you're preventing yourself from growing. You're, you're depriving the other person of all of you. And so treasure that. Have an open hand, an open hand policy with the Lord of like, you know, not not only inviting whatever he wants to give you, but also being willing to give up anything that he has placed in your care. Yeah, that's um, good. And then we've said it already, but like giving someone the out is actually grace and love like that is, um, is kindness to them. Yeah, and allow, and and truthfully and kindness it, to you. Yes, oh goodness, it's so much healthier for your mental state, for your spiritual growth. Um, it's it's grace, and we want to be agents of grace. That That's is right. part of what the church is. It's, as believers, we want to always be looking for the grace in the situation, not just um, figuratively, but we yeah. want to literally be in the situations. Like you know what, me not controlling and trying to manipulate this is grace-filled is yeah. because God doesn't do that with, he's a, he's a gentleman. He's, he's gracious. He's compassionate. He's slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. Like yeah, he, he
1: pursues us in love. He yes, us.
0: He, w- he's not chasing us. He's not chasing like, please, please he's not desperate. Yeah. He's God. He's not desperate. We don't have to be either. And so, um, give that grace mm-hmm. and it's not, it's not putting any kind of obligation on people. That's right. Like you, We don't need to do that. We don't need to incur debts for other people. We all have already had a debt that was paid. And so we don't have to incur that for other people. And like when we give that grace, it, it comes back to us in ways that we can't even measure. And oftentimes that we won't even be able to see. We'll just receive that grace over and over again in relationship. And so give people that freedom, give them that grace. That's good. Yeah. That's it. Well, this has been the next myth podcast. We hope you've gotten a dose of real life.
1: No myth. Be Be blessed. blessed.